Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Screen Strong Families podcast, bringing you the best solutions for parents who are serious about eliminating screen problems, especially during the holidays in their homes. This is Melanie Hempy, and I'm so glad you're here today. If you're one of our regular listeners, welcome back. And if you are a new friend, we're so glad you found us. You are no longer alone on this journey of navigating screens in your home. You have found your people. Dr. Stacy is here today to join me to discuss the best topic that you could possibly hear right now, and it is how are we going to stay screen strong through the holidays and through Christmas and through the new year? And I just want you to know that Screen Strong has your back, especially during these more challenging times. We're not just here when it's easy, but we're here when things get a little more challenging or not because it's Screen Strong. When you're really doing the Screen Strong lifestyle, they're really everything is a lot easier. But this time of year can be difficult when we're trying to manage screens uh, with all the extra things going on. So welcome, Dr. Stacy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, Melanie. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Can you just, for our new listeners, every now and then I just want to uh, give them your creds and your background. So in a nutshell, just tell our new listeners what your background is. Sure. So I'm a psychiatrist, which means I went to college, then I went to medical school, and then I did four additional years of training specifically in mental health. And um, I've been out in practice for, if you can believe it, almost 20 years. Yeah. And um, I don't feel like I'm that old, but I guess I am. And, um, and <laughs> you I started have, school when you were eight. That's yeah, right. right. I was a newborn. And um, <laughs> I have four children, three of which are teenagers. My oldest is a senior in high school, which is super exciting. And I have 13-year-old twins and I have a 10-year-old. Um, and so about, I don't know, uh, I guess it's been 10 years ago now, my practice has sort of, um, and a lot of my energy become focused on um, this sort of epidemic of toxic screen use. And so um, that's been a focus of my practice now for a while um, and personally as well. I am so Glad you just gave us that recap because I don't think that our audience understands how fortunate we are to hear from you on a regular basis. So thank you so much for being a partner with Screen Strong and for really being a warrior like me in getting the truth out about screens and um, the solutions that are the most evidence-based, scientifically researched solutions. So thank you so much for coming. And before we get started, Dr. Stacy, with our topic today, because I can't wait to dive into this. Um, and audience out there, this is so great because you get to hear from a psychiatrist about how to handle screens during the holidays. So this is going to be so good. But Dr. Stacy, before we get started, I wanted to just hear your comments on the big news right now around all the lawsuits that are being filed against Meta. In general, let's just talk a second about the impact of that, you know, what that means and kind of what your feeling, you know, um, sure. what your feelings are about it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of lawsuits being filed and this is going to continue to be a precedent that's going to be set to sort of um, target these companies. And I think there was one recently filed actually in Arkansas against um, a video game company, yep. I think. Um, a, a mom whose son is really suffering. I think it's a son is really yep. suffering and, you know, going after the video game companies. 
And I absolutely agree that there is some responsibility on the part of these big companies, but I also know we can't wait on somebody to do something. These companies are huge and you know, we have to start at home and like, um, you know, like mother Teresa said, and I say this all the time because I love to quote her. Um, she said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. And I think that that's what we have to do. We have to do this stuff at home. We can't wait on the legal system to make changes. Um, we have the data already. We know what these um, platforms and devices are doing to our kids. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm not against the lawsuits necessarily. I mean, I think that it, it could make them more responsible. And there are still people out there who don't know the dangers of, say, video games, for example, and, and kids that are particularly susceptible to that. It is going to affect them for the rest of their life if they spend hours and hours in front of a gaming system. Um, but I don't yeah. think that we need to hang our hat on that the legal system is going to do anything. Yeah, I, you know, I really agree with you on this. I'm glad we're bringing this up because I think it's really important um, that we go to the extra mile here and explain to our audience that, again, I agree that these uh, lawsuits are excellent to raise awareness. So don't get us wrong over here. We agree with that because it really raises awareness in what the public is learning is if they dig in and start reading any of the news around the lawsuits, they start learning, wow, these things are addictive. And, and you know, the big tech companies knew about this early on. And that's what over here at ScreenStrong, that's what we describe all the time. We also know, but we also believe that every parent can know. And so our job at ScreenStrong is to provide that scientific, you know, persuasive design, you know, information, and then also the information around what uh, the mental health problems are to the public. So we didn't, so we don't have to wait for a lawsuit to start getting educated. But I do think that the lawsuits do educate the public. So that's good. But I agree with you. It is 100% the parents' responsibility to take care of their home and the kids in their home. And I like to use analogy, um, you know, we have a medicine cabinet in our home, uh, Dr. Stacy, like everybody. And I mean, we don't have a lot of prescription drugs, but, um, but if we did, it would be really you know, reckless for me to just open that medicine cabinet and just dole out medicine to my kids that they shouldn't have. And then turn around, if my kids get sick, turn around and start suing the pharmaceutical companies. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, that's not right. You know, like I'm, I'm responsible. I'm the one as the parent that's responsible. Yeah. I don't like it that there are a lot of drugs out there that can actually kill kids, but I don't have to give those drugs to my kids. And so Again, I think it's great for the awareness part and the education part, but I think parent out there, if you're listening, do not wait for the lawsuit to get one for the big tech to do something to help your kids. Like they're not going to make social media less addictive, you know, and if they put some kind of um, age limit on there, Dr. Stacey, you're in practice long enough to know that, yeah, that's like a seatbelt maybe, but it's not really gonna you know change behavior so uh, so in a nutshell I think we both agree that um, we can't let our guard down do not wait for the companies to change your kids are going to be grown up before that happens anyway so anyway thanks for sharing about that I don't yeah, know was- I, yeah and I agree with everything you said and it's just like a car if you let your 14 year old or I mean, I guess in Arkansas, 14-year-olds. <laughs> if you let your 12-year-old drive a car and then they kill somebody or have an accident or something, you can't go sue the company that made the car. 
like you're responsible. So we need to sort of just step up and say, yeah, these things are everywhere, but we know now our eyes are open to what's happening. And so we're going to take control and not wait for the, but I agree with you about the awareness. We want as much awareness as as possible. So absolutely. And I want to be in charge of putting warning labels on everything. (laughs) That would be fine. (laughs) But that's what we are over here at Screen Strong. We're the big warning label. (laughs) So, but let's get down to our topic today and talk about preparing for the holidays. Because if you've got young kids, you know, sometime this is when it it hits you the worst and, and you get kind of hit in the face with what happens over Christmas when screens come out. If your kids are a little bit older, the school age kids, you know exactly what we're talking about today and how the holidays and Christmas and all the change in routine can really catch you off guard if you are not prepared. So we're going to answer the question, is, isn't it okay to let our guard down during the holidays? After all, everyone needs a little break. Don't, we don't need to be so strict. This was a question I got. So Dr. Stacy, first of all, let's talk about our goals for the holidays. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but just in a few minutes, you know, we always have to begin with the end in mind. So you've got a month or so or three weeks coming up where your, your kids are going to be home. Everything's going to be different. So what are our goals? And just from your seat where you sit, you sure. know, uh, what would, what do you tell pa- parents about, um, you know, what the holidays are like right. the tidal wave coming? Yeah. So you have to be prepared. And this is, it's happened to me before where I wasn't prepared. And then I got in a situation where you got a bunch of teenagers, you know, staring at their screens. So yeah, you've got to be prepared. And so what kind of goals would be good to set during the holidays? Um, and one would be to have it be a goal to not be fighting over screens during the holidays. So, <laughs> That's a great goal. Right. So like, what's your plan to keep down the arguments, the negative discussions about screen use. Yeah. And for every family that might look a little bit different, but to think sort of, you know, to yourself what that looks like. Um, Another goal would be to not have to deal with the rebound effect of screen addiction after Christmas. So when the kids go back to school for our kids, I think that's January 3rd. You got to think about January 3rd on December 19th or whenever your kids get out of school. Um, (laughs) what that's going to look like. And like I've said before, we have had that happen before where we let our kids go to too many friends' house and play too many video games. Um, and then when school started, then they start in on us about, we want to get video games and we want to do, you know, yeah. you got to think about that beforehand yeah. Um, yeah. before you get yourself in a situation. That's because a great goal. Happen. I mean, they'll have a dopamine letdown if they're on their screens for two weeks. Yeah. We're back in school. School's not going to go well. Home life, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be pay now or pay later. Right. Right. Um, another goal could be, um, about other people, family, friends, um, coming to your home and bringing their screens to your house. So what's that going to look like? What are you, what kind of rules are you going to set in place? How are you going to get along with that? How are you going to have big conflicts when it comes to, to that. Yeah, and the goal is to not create enemies in your family. Right. <laughs> when, you know, so the goal is to have healthy family and extended family relationships. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, so fourth on our list would be to be very intentional about trying some new traditions or oh, that's if good. There are traditions yeah. that you've had in the past that you want to sort of resuscitate or 
enrich in some way. Yeah. Um, and so are there new recipes you want to cook? Are there new sort of um, family activities you want to do? Like we always do. We draw names and we pair up in our family and do a gingerbread house contest. Oh. And um, we, it's, it's hilarious because <laughs> Kind of depending on who gets teamed up, you may yeah. have different houses and they could be amazing <laughs> or um, only worth eating the candy off the top. So, um, and then are there new board games you want to try? Could you have some sort of puzzle competition? Are yeah. there... Um, Just going to see lights, you know, I mean, yeah. Christmas lights, you know, finding yeah. some new traditions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, make some new traditions. Like they just they're starting a new thing in our and where I live where they turn the fairgrounds into a drive through light display. Yeah. And you can buy like a season pass for the whole holiday season and you just go and you can drive through that. Yeah, we have a couple places like that here. Yeah. Awesome. So doing something like that or we make I have a sort of a secret uh, Christmas candy recipe. And so we make some Christmas candies and then we deliver them to families yeah. um, doing things like that or um, getting, you know, everyone's got loose change around their house. And so getting all the loose change around your house and drive around and seeing how many of the Salvation Army. Oh, yeah. Find, yeah. And, you know, putting change in yeah. um, any of those as you can find. And I think those are pretty universal in most places. They yeah. Are tons um you know just some new things that you can do as a family over the holidays that takes time and you've got you know spending time together and um contests are always fun you know getting kids to sort of engage in that way yeah yeah Um, and then i always like to tell my patients that we want it to be the holidays d-a-y-s not the holidays, D-A-Z-E. Mm. So we want to make sure that we're connected with each other. We've got good family connections, maybe meeting some new friends, or it could be a time to encourage your kid to reach out to maybe a new friend they've met at school or someone they've been wanting to do things with mm-hmm. to sort of, um, you know, grow and flourish some new friendships or relationships, especially within your family yeah. or friends or people that are new to town. Well, that's great. Um, So we've got, we're not going to fight over screen time. We're uh, not going to deal with the screen addiction after screen time when they go, I mean, after Christmas, when they go back to school, we're going to get along with all of our extended family. We're going to try some new traditions and we're going to have some happy connected family time. Those are fabulous goals. And you do have to have some goals because if you don't have any goals, then it's the Christmas thing is going to just control you and you won't, uh, you know, end up where you want to be. So how are we going to accomplish all of these things? I know that you just mentioned dopamine and I think you and I were talking, when was it a, a while back about dopamine traps? And so I want you to talk about the dopamine traps that are more specifically rearing their ugly head during the holidays, you know, during this time off. So what are some dopamine screen traps that yeah. we experienced during just this Just a time? quick review for anybody, especially if it's your first time listening to us, just a real quick overview about dopamine. So dopamine is a chemical in our brain that we release in response to reward. And so when you do something that your brain wants to remember that's rewarding, it will release dopamine. So for example, when you eat, you get a small amount of dopamine that's released so that it reminds you to eat. When you um, do something that um, is uh, your brain considers sort of healthy for a relationship, it'll release a little bit of dopamine to remind you that that relationship is rewarding. 
But what happens when we do things that release excessive dopamine is that then we can become addicted to them. And so we know that screens are one of the things that do what we call a dopamine dump. So that's where your brain releases a whole lot of dopamine. And as a result, your brain seeks out those activities because they release so much dopamine, your brain gets sort of addicted to it. And so it is a physiological Mm -hmm. Um, consequence to using screens which is what we're trying to avoid because then nothing else seems interesting right because your brain is just releasing so much dopamine that it's pulling you towards those activities yeah and the dopamine i mean that dopamine dump you're talking about i mean that can just happen so quickly and really within a few days that happens and then kids and adults you know you get depressed because then you have this dopamine crash and it's dopamine deletion depletion sorry and all of that stuff so of course the one thing that we want kids not to be on is social media because the dopamine dump that kids get you know it's interesting i teach a psychology class at a local high school and it's super fun and we do um, a week-long unit um, where we watch this movie called The Social Dilemma, and then they have a writing assignment that's uh, required after that. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of discussion about the psychology of that. And one of the questions is always a, that's on the writing assignment is, do you think you're on your phone too much? And I've never had a student say no, except I had two students last semester that didn't have phones. And so they were the only ones that have ever said that. But they all say, yes, I'm on my phone too much. And yes, I wish I could figure out how to get off my yeah. phone. Yeah. And, and it's because of social media. And so they all tell me every time, as soon as I got social media, I was, you know, really drawn in and addicted to the phone. So sure. um, getting kids off of social media, because if you don't, then over the holidays, they're going to be ramping up their time, especially if they don't have goal-directed activities that they're responsible for. So that's a huge trap um, for screen addiction, for sure. Um, Another one, which a lot of parents don't think about, maybe because we are a little bit blind to it, is YouTube. And so um, kids will get on YouTube and then they get on and then it's been five hours and they're watching who knows what on YouTube and the algorithm is present on YouTube and it's showing, you know, kids things they shouldn't be watching. Um, Even YouTube kids is just it's, you know, constant this, you know, Mm -hmm. sucked in. However, I will say that um, so one one year my son was wanting to learn how to draw um, a really good manger scene like with Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus in the manger and the animals and so we found a YouTube uh, tutorial about drawing that and so we all sat down together as a family and yeah that. and then when that was over it was like 20 minutes or something you know do we all did the little drawing together then I, I turned the our particular um home internet blocks YouTube and so they can't watch it anyway on our home internet but you know, YouTube is social media. I mean, it's the same. The algorithms work the same. The targeting's the same. Yeah. Um, and so you got to be really careful about that. Even if the kids are watching things that you're considering, quote, educational, you need to be watching it with them, honestly. Yeah. I mean, so co viewing is the key. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, make it an activity. And uh, as parents, we've got to realize, like, we got to parent our kids, you know, and I'm as guilty as the next person of needing a break, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're all exhausted. There's so much, you know, pulling on our attention and our time, but, you know, you can't let it go. It's got to be um, 100%. So the third thing is what every teenager is struggling with is streaming for hundreds of hours yeah like netflix netflix or hulu or um disney plus or 
Max or I mean, there's a million streaming platforms now. And they're like, I'm just going to watch this one documentary. or I'm going to watch this one episode of The Flash or whatever it is. Next thing you know, it's been literally six hours. And yeah. Watching it. Oh, and you watch one episode and, it, and within 10 seconds, the next one comes up. It's just so hard. to, Especially if you've got a kid that's got a laptop. And so they take that in their room or they're in the you know, TV room or even in the living room or the kitchen or on the back porch or wherever with their laptop. Yeah. They get sucked into it. And so yeah. my suggestion for that is to have um, uh, a gateway on your Wi-Fi at your house that time limits that or where you can turn it off because then it just makes that that much easier. I mean, I'm at work. I can log into my circle device and I can turn off access to the device. Um, And so that's a safeguard to have in place, but also talking to your kids about how they feel about, you know, after they've watched that much TV Uh. and have some self-reflection about that. Yeah. Um, And then we like to make a list of movies, Christmas movies, um, at the first of December that we want to watch throughout yeah. the month. And so when it, when they sort of have that want to get a cup of hot chocolate and sit down in their comfy PJs and watch something, let's pick something off that list. Yeah. And let's do it as a family and That's just right. and have, we print yeah. it out and we put it on, um, we have like a chalkboard um, yeah. in our laundry room. And so we put it on that chalkboard and then we go and find a movie that we all want to watch. And, so yeah. the dopamine traps for sure are social media and YouTube. I think for little kids and toddlers, you know, um, and preschoolers, even those, the YouTube educational stuff and the apps that we think are educational has got, that's got to be a, a trap and of course video games and porn, but let's talk about those educational apps for a second. Um, and we, we need to do a whole nother show about educational, you know, apps, but I think, don't you think even for screen strong families, it could even be something that they think, well, we'll just put some ABC mouse on and it's okay. And a little bit whatnot during the holidays. And, um, it's you a know. no for me. It's a no. I mean, because this is yeah. the thing, Melanie, about the screens. It doesn't matter what's on the screen. They're going to get addicted to whatever it is. Yeah. I say this all the time because I think it's so interesting. I had a kid addicted to the United Airlines app. Oh, my goodness. He said, yeah. He would watch flight schedules and look at where flights were going and how long the flights were. And, you know, oh. and parents laugh when I say that. But this was just a normal, sweet kid who just was real interested in airplanes. I've heard that before about kids being addicted to the weather app. Um, yeah. They just get obsessed mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the weather so everywhere. These education apps, like, yeah, I mean, your kid may be learning something from it, but you know what else they can learn from? Reading a book, doing a puzzle. Yeah. Being outside, outside, playing with clay, playing yeah, all the things. Yeah. Right? That's what school is for. School is for all that. And so let's let them do that at school. And when they're at home over the holidays, let's do hands-on activities. and Yeah. And family like- kind of stuff. So the dopamine traps also include, you know, video games for sure. I mean, that, you know, I know all about that. And, um, and then the pornography that goes along with all of the, anytime your kids are exposed to any kind of screen, especially private screens and small screens on their own time, there's always a huge risk for, pornography. Um, and you know what, I would imagine during the holidays, those porn companies really get their algorithms situated because they know that there's so much more free time and, uh, you know, our, our guard is down parental, you know, the, the guard is not on duty because we're making right. Christmas cookies in the kitchen, right. <laughs> but video games are the same as social media. It's the same dopamine dump. And so that is definitely a trap. And 
and I'm sorry, Dr. Stacy, but I am just really cynical around the parents that tell me to my face, well, my child only plays 20 minutes a fortnight. I just don't believe it. I, I just, I've been there. I've been there with so many families. Personally, we've been there. I think it's super hard to set these limits for these things that have such high dopaminergic, you know, results in the play. And so I, mean, I think it starts out as 20 minutes. Yeah. And I think that's our idea in our head. I think it's a great idea in our head. I just don't think it practically plays out, especially over the holidays. It, there's too many moving parts that are, you know, we're out of our routine. So let's talk about planning ahead for some of these risks that, that we just talked about. And in fact, some of the other risks. So we're distracted, first of all, that is definitely a risk. Our guard is down and our kids are going to take advantage of that. Sorry, you have good kids, right? We have all good kids. It's all fine, but they are kids and they're going to hit us when we're down. <laughs> and so if mom's distracted and I'm playing Fortnite and my timer just went off, but the the cookies are coming out of the oven. Are you, you're kidding. If you think that I'm going to get off, you know, if I'm a 10 year old kid, I'm not going to do it. So one risk is a distraction. The next risk is that we are completely out of our routine. So we have to be aware of that, that when they come home from school with tons of free time, they will choose screens over anything else. Now, the benefit of being screen strong is you already have other activities in place. And that's the beauty of the holidays when you're a, st a screen strong family. You don't naturally just turn to all this. You turn to all the hobbies that you've developed with your kids and all the things that they like to do, the art, the music, all the other things they like to do. Um, being aware of this risk of too much downtime, right, is really, really critical because it's impossible for kids to manage it. And that's why I think another risk, you know, is that we tend to overshoot our, you know, goals for meals and for all the things that we do. We cannot do it all as a mom. You, you cannot do the HGTV house. You can't do all of the cooking show meals. You have to pare that down. And there's a real risk, I think, of trying to make things complicated. So the the answer to it is to start simplifying some things. You want to cook ahead, even right now, cook ahead as much as you can, put it in the freezer, get your shopping done, get the cards out, and just have things be more calm when the kids get home. Um, another risk we just touched on is, Dr. Stacy, when, when um, extended family comes, like cousins, maybe they're older kids, they have different rules, they're being ex your kids now are being exposed to a whole different world, you know, because their older cousins are teaching them how to play Call of Duty. You know, it's a mismatch, right? When yeah, and I think you just have to be sensitive about it, but I think you have to be strong in your statement, yeah. you know. And I think you say you're hosting something at your house, right? And um, you can say to your sister or brother or cousin or whoever, like, hey. I, I know that your kids don't have a problem with this, but in our house, we really can't have our kids on devices. Yeah. And, I, you know, and you can even say, oh, you know, kind of jokingly, I know it's countercultural and we're kind of weird or whatever, but yeah. this is how we do things. So yeah, I would really appreciate it as a Christmas gift to me if you could have your kids leave their phones in the car. Yeah. And you can uh, just say, you know, for this Christmas, we're trying something different and we're putting all of our screens on vacation <laughs> and 
fact, we're not even going to have their phones out because you know what? Why do they need their phones? We're right here. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we, we're watching that. We know where they are. And then you are going to still have some screen time with family movies, like you were saying, and some fun documentaries and stuff like that. Um, we love those 30 for 30. I don't know if you know what those are, but they're oh, sports. Yeah, 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 they're sports document. I mean, those are real treats in our house when, when our kids were school age that we got to sit down and watch those. But I think that you can just make the announcement to your extended family. We're just trying something different this year. Well, you know? I think, I think um, the other parents really deep down would appreciate it. And, you know, I, I fell into this trap because I didn't plan well. I hosted a Thanksgiving um, event and, you know, all the kids, we've been doing this for seven years and now all the kids have phones. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, I just didn't think about it because we've been doing it for all the years. And this is the year where the youngest kid, I mean, outside yeah. of mine, have phones. And so we all had lunch and it was great. And then as soon as lunch was over, I walked into the room where all the kids were eating. And all every single kid except for my four were sitting on the couch, every yep. single one of them on their phone. I wish I would have taken a picture of it because it was it was pretty um sad yeah so then uh, one of the kids started going hey let's play a game let's do this and none of the kids want to get off their phone no and so in hindsight i wish i would have just sent a group text out on our thread and just said hey for lunch let's just have everybody leave their phones at home and we'll take plenty of pictures and we've got games and stuff and i know those parents would have been completely happy to do that if you let it in, then it looks like you're being rude, right? And then so you, you have to manage that. it. And then you have to have that terrible job of trying to manage somebody else's kid's screen time. That's just terrible. I mean, yeah, nobody wants to do that. I don't even no. want to manage my own kids. I definitely no. don't want to manage Much somebody. less anybody else's. I think one of the best things that I could say here as far as advice is to plan some outings, or like, like you were just saying, planning ahead, even if it's just something you're having the extended family over for a day or two structure it, you know, and, and don't make it look structured, <laughs> but just say, Hey, we've got a fire pit. We're going to go out here and do this. And then we're going to watch it's a wonderful life. And then we're going to play this game. And then we're going to, you just kind of, and it may get rearranged, but if you don't have a plan with people that are in your house, everybody will go get in their little corner with their own screens and their head will go down and they might as well just be home in their own house because right, it's not right. really a family gathering. So little things like a fire pit, that is such an inexpensive way to go put a fire pit outside. You can go to a big box store and get one. They're just cheap, you know, and that creates hours of entertainment. You get some mores, you just get out there and get everybody all, you know, buttoned up and then go out in the cold um, always getting outside as much as you can. I think ping pong is a great thing. Uh, have board game competitions, you know, have the, this family against or this family or the kids against the adults or have a trivia thing. Um, and then do plan some TV time if you want. Like I said a minute ago, the family movies and documentaries and Christmas movies, like you put the list in your, in your laundry room, put all those good family, um, you know, Christmas movies. In fact, we have, I know I've said this on the show before, we have a tradition of um, the Christmas vacation movie that is so funny. And we have a party around that and the kids bring all their friends and invite all their friends. And so every year it's like, okay, when's the party? You know, and we spend a lot of time planning that. Um, So there's a lot of things that you can do, but the most important thing is to be prepared. So you're not getting stuck trying to manage, you know, 
uh, everybody's screen time. So what I want you to talk about next, and we, we're going to clip through some of this because I know everybody's busy and they need to go shopping and make all these meals that I was just talking about. But let's just talk about, about for a minute what the science says, Dr. Stacy, about moderate use of uh, you know the problematic screens. Um, they are very highly addictive, right? So what does science say about even moderate use? I know when, for example, you um, might have surgery and they might give you painkillers. And, and I know now, you know, there's a lot of pushback on that because they know even if you broke your arm and you take painkillers for a few days, there is such a high chance that you're going to get dependent on that. So explain just for a minute about the science around moderation of a high dopamine producing substance or activity. Yeah. And we touched on this a little bit already, but it's, um, you know, once you get that ball rolling, it's really hard to stop it. And so nobody becomes an addict. No one, you know, sort of starts an activity with the idea to become an addict. Mm -hmm. Nobody becomes like, like you don't become an alcoholic the very first second you drink a beer, right? So it happens because you had that first beer and then you go back and have a second one, a third and a fourth and a fifth. Mm -hmm. So you think like, oh no, I'll just, you know, get on social media for 20 minutes a day. Send me the person that is able to be, to sustain that for more than two weeks, right? And so I think we're all very well-meaning and everyone's got their kids' best, you know, sort of intentions at heart. But unless you are literally sitting there with your kid for those 20 minutes every single day and you put a hard stop on it every single day in perpetuity, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And I can tell you that from personal experience, like we, you know, had this idea um, years ago that we would let our kids play. um, What's it called? Um, Madden football on our old Xbox, you know, for an hour a day over the holidays. Mm hmm. I mean, laughing in my own face because that is ridiculous. And um, there's nothing wrong with Madden football. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that video game in and of itself. But the problem is, is that, and this is what I'm always telling people, it's the time exchange. Like it's an hour and then it's two hours and then it's eight hours. And then you hear something upstairs at 3 a.m. and your eight-year-old's up there playing Madden. Yeah. 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 It's It's like a gateway it's not Drug. their fault. It's like it's their brain is being drawn to it. And people, so I feel like sometimes people think I'm being very dramatic about this, but it is pretty dramatic. Yeah. I mean, it is, yeah. your kids will get drawn to this activity. Yeah. And, and isn't it, isn't it safe to say, medically speaking, that all addictions and dependencies start with moderate use? Oh, yeah. That's, that was what I was trying to communicate is that. It doesn't just, you don't just begin as an addict on the first day. It right. starts with some sort of gateway or initial use that then explodes. And it's really hard to stop that when it comes to screens. I mean, a lot of adults are addicted to their screens too. Yeah. And it's very much more of a pull for um, adolescents, you know. And yeah. there was a, um, a newer article that came out too about screen time in, in young kids. Um, and the results of that study showed that total screen time and different types of content were associated with mental health problems. Mm -hmm. This is three to six year old kids. And the scientific evidence shows that limiting screen time is very important Mm -hmm. and also avoiding any sort of non um, child directed programming was recommended. And so that, you know, 
it's uh, it's really important to stop it before it starts. Right. And, and so let's choose some other activities. And a lot of times I think as parents, we think, oh, what's the big deal? It's only 20 minutes. Well, day one, it's only 20 minutes. And then yeah. I you the next day you're fighting about it. They don't hear the timer. And after it. 20 minutes, they are not happy. They, yeah. they are miserable because they're like, dang, I got this for 20 minutes and I'm mad at my mom. And now I got to get off. And they start that uh, meltdown sort of withdrawal junk right away. And, right. Right. and you know, what I want to say is I think that the biggest um, thing that parent, the biggest mistake that parents make is gifting a phone under the tree at Christmas. I, I, I think a lot of parents use Christmas as the time to give their kid a phone. What a bad, terrible, terrible, no good idea. Oh, it's a, it's, it's absolutely a terrible idea because here's the deal is that, and I've said this a hundred times or more, we want our children and we want ourselves and our spouse and everyone that we care about to view a handheld screen as a tool and not a toy. Mm-hmm. When you do that, it reframes how you think about it. Yeah. Okay? And when you give your kid a Nintendo Switch or a new phone or an iPad as a Christmas gift, it's a toy. Mm-hmm. And that's telling them, here, here's this. We want you to go use this and play with it and have it be. Yeah, and this know, is what we value. We gave it to you as a gift. And we can, and, and it also implies that you can't take it away because it's yeah. a gift. And so we're going to see it. We see it all the time. I mean, it's a huge deal. And the kids, all the kids, I mean, my kids, my 13 year olds put uh, Gab Phone Pro 3 on their Christmas list. So I'm like, no, that, first of all, I don't give those uh, for Christmas gifts. Right. Right. And second of all, you know the rules. You're 13. I'm not buying you a phone. Yes. But they do it just because they think, oh. Oh, they're gonna. Like I said, that's their job. Well, let's let's go just to close. Let's rattle off a few tips that we, you know, just a summary of kind of what we covered. Um, I think one one tip is to keep those TV remotes with you. Like hide them, put them in the flower jar. I don't know. Just get rid of the TV remotes because they'll be doing that. Of course, get rid of your, uh, all your little screens, just collect them all up, box them up. You got some good, good, heavy duty tape, tape it and stick it in your room somewhere and just say, Hey, our phones are all on vacations and all our iPads and our laptops. And, you know, another tip that, um, really works during the holidays is to put some music on that TV. You know, the funniest thing is on YouTube with those, um, fireplace apps and stuff, (laughs) put that fireplace app up there with some music and you know it's amazing what that does it fills your house you know christmas yeah. music and it kind of yeah. it kind of help helps them find other things to do instead of getting on you know uh, a netflix movie or whatever so yeah. obviously you want to take the phones your kids are with you they don't you know where they are uh you know get get rid of the video games of course in general we want you to do that anyway it's just our best advice that we can give you but during christmas box them up so do that the day before they come home from there for holiday. Just, you know, box them up. Don't even make it an issue. Remember, we're going to smile a lot. And um, like the coach told me years ago, uh, don't get on your kid's roller coaster. Don't get upset. Put your smile on. Hide the stuff that's causing the issues. And just don't make playing games an option over Christmas. Just say, no, we're taking a vacation from that. Our That yeah. game needs a Christmas break. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like you said before, plan, plan, plan. Don't leave things to chance because the screens will always win when 
you leave it to chance. And I want to encourage everyone to go on our site and get the 30-day detox. It is free. It's in our connect group. The Christmas holidays are the best time to do this. Seriously. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but isn't it the best time to just say, Hey, we're going to, because you, because you, you know, you're home, you're probably got more time from work. You have more time to spend with your kids. And that's what you need for that 30 day detox. And you want to send them back to school in January, refreshed and happy, non-addicted and ready for the new year. Any other tips other than resist the urge to give any kind of device for yeah. um, Christmas as a gift? Any other tips that you can think of? Well, if you're listening to this and you've bought that and you're wrapping it and putting it on the tree and you hear this and you think, oh, I want, want to change my mind, change your mind. Return Take it, it back. <laughs> Take it back. Um, don't feel bad about it. And just, you know, don't be worried about your kid being disappointed when the newest iPhone's on under the tree or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't, don't sort of fall into that trap of feeling that like, that's what you have to do if your heart is telling you not to do it. And yeah. so really listen yeah. to your And just plan some other fun things, get them some ski boots and go skiing instead. You know, just, just, it's all up to the parent. And that's what I really want to say. And moms, especially you really control the temperature in your home and if you make this the Christmas about screens, then that's exactly what it will be. And it will steal your joy and it will take away all the things that we talked about in the beginning of the show, all the goals that we feel like are healthy goals. Dr. Stacy, can you end us with some encouragement for parents that are listening? They're like, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. I have like 19 screens in my house and I don't know how I'm going to do this. What would you say if they, if they were sitting in your office? You know, I would say, listen to your heart. And if you feel that you want to make a change, I think encourage yourself. We do a really good job of encouraging, you know, our kids and our friends and our spouse, but encourage yourself that you're doing the right thing and that it's not going to be easy, but that you, you have your kids' best interests at heart. And I think that, um, you know, I've said this a hundred times, but um, I don't see kids in my psychiatry office that don't have phones. Wow. I don't, I don't have a single one. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think if you feel strongly about it and you've got kids that have screens and you don't want them on screens, make a change, make a change. And we're yeah. here to support you at screen strong. We have lots of resources for you. Um, you know, get in our connect group, take the course, sit down with your kids and do that and really explain it to them. And when you do that, they really understand. And as I, you know, but nothing is, Right. Nothing. Yeah. Else. Well, you know, and I, I, I agree. It's like, it is the most simple solution. It's a little hard at first, but then you're setting yourself up for a simple solution to this for the rest of the year. It is, uh, the screen strong path honestly is the best pathway to take and it's not forever and your kids are going to be fine when they get out in the world. And, you know, trust me, they already know about all the stuff anyway, they don't have to be doing it. And my, my thought, my final encouragement, I have two things I just popped in my head. One of them is um, a tip, a practical tip. Um, adopt a sports team, even if you're not into sports, <laughs> you know, and watch some football and <clears throat> get dressed up and, and make, you know, cookies and make it all kind of a thing. And then the other thing is kind of an unrelated thing, but it's an encouragement uh, nonetheless. Do not let this Christmas be the year that your child 
started their budding screen addiction. Do not let this holiday be the holiday that you look back in two years and say, you know what? It all started this Christmas because it can if you don't watch it. Do not let this year be the year that starts your kid's screen addiction. You know, this is when they got their phone or this is when they got that video game. Don't let this year be that year. That's my encouragement. Um, Just from where I sit, all the pain, you know, and all of the, all the suffering that happens because of one decision that we made at a Christmas when our kid turned 13, when that was the only thing on their list. Trust me, I've had four of those kids in my house. (laughs) I know what that feeling is, mom and dad. And I just want to give you this encouragement. Just skip it. Just delay. Just put it off. Not this Christmas. This Christmas will not be the year that they start their addiction. So how about that? I love it. Encouragement. Dr. Stacey, thank you so much for joining us today. I know you need to run, go uh, make all those meals and get all those presents and freeze the things and do all the, <laughs> get ready. Do all the things, right? Do all the things that we talked about. I've got a whole list here um, that I need to do. So thank you so much for coming. I can't wait to get you back on in the first of the year. And we're going to talk about starting the new year and how to get rid of the, the old habits and get the new habits. And I'm very excited to have you back. So Have a great Christmas. (laughs) Oh, you too. Thanks, Melanie. And thanks everybody for listening today. I hope you have been encouraged and not discouraged. We really wish you the, the happiest, most joyful holidays that are screen strong and, uh, and not a holiday where you dread and where you are arguing about screens. If you need more help, this is the perfect time to get it. Go to our website, get into our connect plus group. That's where all of our content is. We also have the regular connect group. And of course the 30 day detoxes and all that you have time to look over that and plan that for the holidays right now. We also want to encourage you the first of the year, if you want to be a screen strong ambassador, this might be the year for you to do that. It just requires getting a little bit of training. And then we give you all the material and the educational material and slide decks to go into your community and present this message. Remember, we have your back and we are here to help you remove all the screen conflicts from your home, especially during the holidays. So until next time, stand up for your kids, stand out from the crowd and stay strong.